All right, out here on a Friday, last day on Radio Row. Danny found the defensive highlights. Yeah, Danny found the defensive. Danny's back in the studio uh, running the show. And uh, looks a little, I mean, it's 7 a.m., but looks a little calmer today. It's also colder today because there's nobody in here. Yeah, Friday teams tends to calm down on Radio Row. But you never know. Last year we had some famous actors on Friday. I got to know, though, uh, how were the Clydesdales? You got to tell everybody what you covered yesterday. Uh, It was unbelievable. Went to the South Point. Uh, left here, went down to the South Point. Two Clydesdales uh, marched their way through the casino to the surprise of many playing cards as they looked <laughs> up and two Clydesdales walked by them. Red and Robinson and uh, came up to the sportsbook, came up to the window and made their bets. Red took uh, the Niners. Robinson took the Chiefs. I, uh, I'm i sorry, I have not read your story on the Clydesdales placing their bet. Did, were you following them through the casino? Uh, we were standing in the sportsbook, myself and... Uh, Rachel Aston from our paper and uh, Steve Stallworth, good buddy, the and, uh, general manager of the arena, was down there, as was Michael Gon, the owner, and a lot of other people. Um, Bill Purcell, a lot, a lot of friends, and uh, we stood in the sports book as the Clydesdales came towards us. I got to know the actual um, like logistics of this. Ho- wh- what happens when one of them wins? Extra hay? <laughs> I don't know. I was told their favorite part of their day is their breakfast. I would, I would imagine. <laughs> So uh, gets an extra, little extra on the uh, on the side. If uh, Red uh, Red took the Niners, he was and he's very adamant about it. Oh, was he? Yes, put the nose up there, and uh, and Robinson took the uh, Chiefs. I mean, there was you know there's one team left, so <laughs> Robinson didn't get much of a choice after Red took the Niners. Good times. Adam Hill had a good question on Twitter. Are they 21? Ooh, that is. A good I doubt question. it. I don't know that much about horses. I don't think they live to be much older than twenty-one, though. Oh man, I don't think I they even get to twenty-one. I didn't. I don't even know that. Yeah. yeah. Do they function so, like dog years? Oh, so are there horse years, Danny? Yeah, look that up during yeah. the during this next segment and okay. report back with an answer. You already, Adam, uh, creating some controversy. That's right. Uh, illegal sales. bets. Yeah. Here fun. we go. It's fun. The first bite. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? The Chiefs. Feel good about it? Feel good about it. Feel good. Have not changed the picks. Is this because Robinson picked him? Huh? Is this because Robinson the horse picked him? More so Billy Walters. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. right. I'm going to trust his views more than the horse. So one of the things that we've talked about this entire week is kind of like who are the actual Kansas City Chiefs, right? Their playoff performances have been much better than their regular season performances. Aaron Schatz was on the show earlier this week, and he's the one who created DVOA. Three of their five best games of the year are their three playoff games. Um, So who are the real Kansas City Chiefs? I think I'm going with the Chiefs, too. The funniest thing to me is that the 49ers are favored. Yeah, two and a half, right? And I'm trying to remember, everyone we have talked to this week, I think has gone with, well, I'm going to take the team with Mahomes. Yes, yes. Like, Everyone that we talked to here. people at the arena or the uh, South Point yesterday, the common denominator was how can you bet against Patrick yeah. Mahomes? Like everybody doesn't like I have I don't think I've talked to anybody here that has a great feel and is like oh this is why I think Kansas City or San Francisco is going right. to win the game. It's always Mahomes. It's always been this is this is pretty close and I'm going to take the team with Patrick Mahomes. Right. So part of that makes me think all right the 49ers are winning this game by 21 points. <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to make Mahomes just completely irrelevant, and they're going to win by 21 points. So, but I, I've fallen into that same category. I think it's just going to be the Kansas City Chiefs that ultimately win this game, and we're going to get 
I don't know, three, four plays from Mahomes that you don't get from Brock Purdy, and that's that'll be it. That's the football game. Um, but San Francisco, and by the way, we could also ask the same question about who's the real San Francisco because their two playoff games oh, yeah. have been, I think it's two of their five worst games yes. of the season, which is funny because they still won the games. It kind of shows you how good they are. Um, and maybe that should be the sign that, yeah, San Francisco, they just play remotely well. They're going to win this game. Uh, but they haven't played as well, and they are sitting here in the Super Bowl and one game away from winning it. So I still don't have a great feel on it. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you, Patrick Mahomes is about to play in his fourth Super Bowl in six seasons. Is there any chance he gets lebron if he starts losing Super Bowls? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we do, right? I mean, we, but, we, but we don't do it I in mean, football a whole lot. Like, we don't really clown on people for losing the Super Bowl unless you do it like 28-3 to 3 like the Falcons. Maybe not did. us, but a lot of people do. Yeah. I, it's just it's always been funny to me that LeBron James gets criticized for losing yeah. in the finals. Right, when he got to the finals that many Right, times. when, you know, you wouldn't be able to bring up his finals losses if he lost right. in the first round or something. Is there any chance we do that to Mahomes, yeah. who, if he loses this one, it'll be 2-2, two and two, which is 500. But, like, well, what if they keep I don't know getting if back and yeah, they lose and they a few losing. more? losing, yes, yes. More so than maybe after this one. Right. Because he's six straight AFC championships, four in six years for the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, maybe if they get back again and again and he, you know, the whole thing is can you catch Brady, you know, and then, you know, he loses a few more and then there's no chance he's going to catch Brady. Um, I could see that. And I think one of the keys that, that's working uh, against LeBron and maybe in favor of a Mahomes in this p- possible situation is Tom Brady did lose Super Bowls, right? I think the big problem for LeBron is that, oh, Jordan was 6-0 and in the finals. Right. Forget about the other eight or nine years. He didn't even make it to the finals, but he was 6-0 and in the finals, and so you have that standard. Brady lost, what, three Super Bowls? Two to the Giants and one to the Eagles? He didn't lose another one, I can't remember. But, like, he lost three, so... Mahomes can if Mahomes ends his career with five Super Bowl wins and four, four Super losses. Bowl losses, we'll we'll be like ah, it's not as many as Brady, but I don't think we'll crush him because Brady's out here with seven and three or whatever it is. So that I just thought was a little interesting as we we tend to turn on people who I'm just basing my opinion on Twitter <laughs> on X. <laughs> uh, how do you think Brock Purdy plays in this game? Well. Unless he's tired because they got woken up at 6 a.m. by a fire oh, alarm. Oh, the fire alarm. The fire alarm. Oh, who's over there switching Uh-oh, that off? The what, fire what, alarm. City Chiefs. Coyotes are doing it. Um, I think he plays well. I think he plays well. Now, the Kansas City defense has been really good. They've been very good. Yep. Um, I'm not expecting three to four picks like in, in the Baltimore right. game. I'm not expecting that. I think he'll play well. I think they'll try to run the ball with the best player they have, at least offensively the best player they have, um, and McCaffrey. I think I think he's I think he's okay. I don't know if he's stellar. I don't know if he's a star, but I think he'll play competently. The th- the thing that I'm looking the most forward to is we, and by we I mean sports media and fan as a collective, basing our entire opinion about Brock Purdy on this game alone, mm-hmm. because he's so divisive that if he plays well and the 49ers win the game. It, we're going to go in the next year with Brock Purdy's a top five quarterback in the league. Right, that's going right. to be the conversation. If Purdy plays poorly and they lose the Super Bowl. Well, everyone's going to say, I told you so. And we're going to go into next year saying the 49ers can't win the Super right, Bowl. Right, because Brock of Brock Purdy. Purdy. Quarterback. Like, that, that's, that's what's going to happen. Now, if he plays well and they lose or he plays poorly and they win, that makes it a little bit harder Different. of a conversation to have. But if we get good Purdy and they win or bad Purdy and they lose, everybody's going to like, all right, we made up our minds. This yeah. is exactly what he is. He's not good enough to win the Super Bowl. Or he's a top five quarterback in the league when it's ultimately 
one game of his one-and-a-half-year career, whatever you want to say. Yep. But that's what I'm excited for is the just – one game, this is exactly who you are. We're not changing our minds until next year when you're back in the playoffs right. and you do something again. Right. Because that's what's going to no, happen. No, that's going to happen. I mean, that's the divisiveness, like you said, is the main thing in terms of him and what people already think. And you get so many different opinions. Like I said, we've had a lot of guests on this week, and most guests have been, have been very complimentary of him. Yeah. Kurt Warner, others came in and said they're, you know, they think he's a very good player. And, but you're right, the outside perception of him is not that from everyone. Yeah. So he, we'll see what happens after this one. But you're right. It could be – I mean, if he plays poorly and they lose, oh, Mr. Irrelevant and all the comments, <laughs> you know, that we've heard all along about him. He is very clearly a top 15 quarterback in the NFL at worst. He's probably a top 10 guy. At least this year was a weird year because so many guys got hurt. So it's hard to gauge. You know, like Baker Mayfield ultimately had one of the 10 best seasons because, right. you know, Joe Burrow played half the year or whatever it is. But he's a top 15 guy and he's – probably right in that top 10 range he's playing in a very nice system and and he's got great skill like all of that's true he's still one of the 12 best quarterbacks in football and we'll see if he gets the elevation on super bowl sunday from his teammates or how well he actually plays um the other part of this who do you okay i know danny and i are going to do some prop bet stuff later in the show ed but if you were if you were betting, and I told you you've got to pick an MVP between McCaffrey or Kelsey, who do you think is more likely to do that? McCaffrey. Even though you think the Chiefs are going to win, you think McCaffrey's more likely to do it? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Well, if the Chiefs win, Mahomes is going to win it. Right. Then that's he's, that's he's part of the win logic. No matter there. what, he's not going to even win even if I we thought get, you, I thought you meant if the Niners win, who's more? You know who's who's going to be their MVP? Yeah, which will be McCaffrey. But, so on the Kelsey side. No chance we get just he's got 172 yards and two touchdowns and there's so many shots. I don't so know the whole shots. Taylor there's factor. There's so many shots of Taylor Swift. The whole Swift. Taylor factor, you know, gets into this. In yeah. Terms of Taylor Swift and if he goes crazy, that Taylor might be the one person who can overcome Mahomes. The the interesting part though is it's the media that votes on it. Yes. And so. Does the media sitting in the press box care about Taylor Swift? And they also, you also won't get sitting in the press box. I mean, they'll have it on the screens, but you won't get as much Taylor Swift as you would if you're watching it on TV at home. At home. Because, yeah, you might see it on the screen, but you're not going right. to be as pay, uh, paying as much attention to that. But that would, I would thoroughly enjoy a Travis Kelsey MVP with Taylor Swift on stage. She's got to come on stage, right? Even if they oh, just win the stage? Super Bowl. If they win the like, not okay, they're going to present the trophy to Lamar Hunt. And then here's Andy Reid, and then Mahomes, whoever wins the MVP. She doesn't have to be up there for that, like when they actually give it out. But eventually, she's got to be up on stage, right? I mean, it would be a great shot. I just think she's going to do what she did in the AFC Championship. If, Kel- if right Kelsey below. wins the MVP, she has to be on stage. I don't think she'd go up there. She has to. It if would be if great. If Kelsey wins the it MVP, he, she's got to be up there if Kelsey's winning the MVP. Has to be. He'd it would be great if she there. was. Yeah, he would. Danny's right. He probably would invite her up there. Oh man, could you believe that? And if you're if you're Goodell and you whatever NFL oh, security, you can't it. say you can't say no to that. No, you got to get her up there. They'd, they'd probably invite yeah. her up there. And then that's when the the dumb fans all erupt and get extremely angry at her. Yeah. Well, they're just stupid to begin with. Yeah, exactly. It'll be phenomenal. All right, Danny, you've got a good update for us. Yes, I okay. do have uh, horse ages updates. <laughs> Um, so they are not one-to-one in terms of human-to-horse years. Um, so a one-year-old horse is the equivalent of a six-and-a-half-year-old human. 
Okay, so that's fairly close to dog years. So a uh, in order for a horse to be considered 21 years old in human years, they got to be about four, a little over four years old in horse years. Yeah, all right. So you think, okay, you think so Red and Robin, what's your horse expertise, Ed? How old were Red, Red and, Ro- Red and maybe Robinson? Maybe Red and Robinson hit the mark. That's they were why, four years old. You know, they, they, they carry ten horses, two Dalmatians, and seven handlers. I didn't give you those facts. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So maybe <laughs> Red and Robinson were the oldest of the bunch. They might have been. And they said, let's go. You two, are the, you two guys are the only ones who can come up and make bets. Uh, Google, by the way, tells me that horses live to roughly be about 25 to 30 years old. So you could have a horse that was over 21. Yes. Yeah. Go running yeah, up there to place the bet. That's why they rolled them up to make the bets. Yeah, it might have been. I, I doubt the 21-year-old horses are still still pulling the Budweiser around as a Clydesdale. they got to be retired, right? There's got to be a retirement age for those horses. I mean, there's 10 of them in the hitch. Yeah, and you got to retire them. They get they get yeah. to twenty. They're only gonna live. That's they're gonna only live to thirty. You got to get them out of there. We're like, all right, we got to get some younger horses in here. You got to get them out of there. Got to retire them a little early. All right, we're out here at Radio Row inside the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Coming up next, we caught up with Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua. Now back out to Radio Row with Tyler and Ed. We are at Radio Row inside the Mandalay Bay, and joining us now is Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua. Puka, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. How, how, uh, how long have you been here? Since Tuesday morning. How, <laughs> how have these three days been for you? It's <laughs> been pretty hectic. This is my first time at the Super Bowl, my first time at Radio Row, but it, I've, I've had fun. But I've been busy for sure. <laughs> All right, so one thing I want to ask you, because early in the season, The Athletic wrote a story about you joining Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup's Breakfast Club. Is there breakfast at the Breakfast Club? There is. Okay. <laughs> there All right. Is. What, what do you guys eat at the Breakfast Club? So Coop, Coop and Matthew are pretty set in their routine. They got they got the same meal. I think Thursday is the the breakfast burrito day. Um, Wednesday, I'm trying to think um, if that's when they just do like the a little bit of an omelet. But I I do four four scrambled eggs and two pieces of bacon every single time. That's every me. time I, I'm set, I'm getting the same thing. But those two <laughs> those two switch it up. But they have a routine. But each day have the same thing but i can't think of exactly what it is but there is breakfast food <laughs> okay that was my main question you can't call it breakfast club if there's no yeah. food there on those meetings because that story in the athletic kind of detailed how you didn't just get to immediately walk in and start meeting with them you had to meet with other coaches and everything what was i guess that process like of, of showing up early in the preseason before your first nfl season and then eventually i don't did you have to gain the trust of them like what was it like to sort of get into the breakfast club <laughs> it was it was scary yeah i mean they, those two were uh, uh, most of the time it was just those two in there sometimes a coach would come by another player but it was just like man i i, I know my football knowledge is not as close as anywhere near these guys but i was like man i, I want to be able to learn and understand our offense and understand the cues that they're given and be on the same page as them so it was like I was kind of just uh, fly on the wall for the first couple meetings, and then they're like, oh, Puka, you're in right here, and we're in too. Uh, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> so it definitely did take a while. <laughs> um, something else I wanted to ask you. Uh, Austin Eckler is probably the best example we have of this. Do you care at all about fantasy football? Uh, no. Not at all. Not at okay. All. all right. Because Austin Eckler will sit out here and tell people, yeah, you got to play me and all that. And you were a breakout star in fantasy <laughs> football. But it doesn't matter to you at all. <laughs> no, I, I always love to hear the stories. I haven't had too many bad stories of fantasy football. I had my first one, honestly, <laughs> this week. This guy was like, Puka, you killed me in fantasy. I was like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, some dude had you in the playoffs and you scored 35 points, man, and you beat me. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I th- you said I scored 35 points, so that's got to be good, right? <laughs> it is a good thing, usually, yeah. <laughs> unless you're playing against Puka Nakua this year. Um, something else that I saw this year that uh, your the Rams social media posted, 
You threw your first touchdown ball into the stands? I launched it. I set that thing up to the rafters, didn't I? <laughs> well, okay, you scored the first touchdown. No thought at all to keep the ball, just immediately throw it into the crowd? It was, uh, so it's a over, my first touchdown was an overtime game winner against since our, um, Indianapolis. And just I didn't know like the game was over, so like, I, I'm scoring. I see running to me. I've seen people come off the field. Matthew was hurt in the game. I've seen people run to Matthew. I'm just like, what's going on? Everybody, more and more people are coming on the field. I'm like, Oh, the game's over. And like, I'm, I'm just like so excited. Everybody's screaming, yelling. Coach McVeigh comes, giving me a big old hug. And I'm like, let's go. And I turn around and I just see all the like, the Colts fans are just like, some of them are cheering quiet. And I just turned around and just felt right because I was like, I have so much energy. Just boom. And I swear that ball went. I, hit, I had to hit like the upper deck seat because I, I sent that ball. Okay. Two questions on that. One, did you play an overtime game in college? No, okay. we did. We played Baylor in overtime, but I didn't play that week. Okay, because it's vastly different rules yeah, when you go from college yeah. to the NFL. And then the other part is the the video that the Rams posted was about them tracking down that football. Do yeah. you know how they did that? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I know. Hopefully, they, I don't know if they went right to Indianapolis and uh, found the kid <laughs> or what. But uh, I'm so glad I got that ball back, though. Is there any memorabilia from your first year that you like cherish? Is there anything you've gotten from this first year that you're like, oh yeah, that's that's what I want to have. That's what I want to remember my first season with. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I might have. I used I switched cleats halfway through the season. And I was wearing like a lineman build cleat at the beginning of the season just because I have a bigger foot and I needed more space. But then I have those cleats because everybody was clowning me all the time. Like, why are you wearing these cleats? You play wide receiver, bro. Like, you look like such a dork out there. <laughs> okay. How much – I have no idea about this. How different are lineman cleats from receiver cleats? Like, they, people can tell pretty easily that play uh, in the NFL? 100%. Okay. They're, they're so bulky. The, the spikes are, are placed differently on the cleat. Like, the whole mold is different. There's not a lot of, like, sock materials, more rigid, more stiff. They're not – they're not cutting as fast as we are, not running. They're not bending their foot as much. So their shoes are a lot more stiff. So Puka Nakua is breaking rookie records while wearing lineman <laughs> cleats for half the season is what I'm hearing. Basically no excuse for the lineman not to be <laughs> awesome with this either. Um, did you uh, – when was the first jersey swap you did after a game? Do you remember? Did you do any in college? No, definitely not in college. Um, I did it week four, my first touchdown. So my left ta a left tackle from BYU had his first start against us, and we're after the game, brought a jersey swap, and we're both, like, right as we're both to walk off the field, I'm like, dude, can I get that jersey back? And he's like, yeah, I want that one back, too. It's my first start. And I was like, all right, I'm so glad. We took the picture, signed it and everything, and then we swapped them back. <laughs> Puka Nakua with us, Rams wide receiver. All right, I want to ask you a couple things about what you have tweeted in the past. Here's the first one for you. Uh, what fast food sauce holds a place in your fridge? Oh, sweet and sour for sure. Easy. How much do you have in your fridge right now? Uh, I put at least four packets for for the little thingies. Yeah. Okay. Do you when you go to McDonald's, do you ask for extra? No, it's just so like uh, sometimes like you know you Uber Eats and they don't put the sauce in, so it's like I just never want to be in. Gotta that have them ready to go. Like if I order the food and then I don't have the sauce, I'll be so like that's the worst. Like, I have two to answer that. One is Chick Fil A sauce, and the other one is In and Out spread. Because if you ask them, they'll give you a packet of In. And yes. out spread. I totally, I haven't been to In and Out in a while. I how how you're in California. LA now? Yeah, yeah you but gotta, honestly, I'm a Five Guys Burger guy. So the other thing I wanted to ask you: Do you remember what you made? Uh, you tweeted out a picture of it, but you tweeted, "Food was so good, stood up and ate in the kitchen the whole time." <laughs> yep, <laughs> my, my uh, steak and mac and cheese. <laughs> the classic. That's my go-to anywhere I go. If I can get steak and mac and cheese, I'll be set. <laughs> well, he is Puka Nakua, wide receiver for the LA Rams, uh, here with 
Pepsi. What's it been like walking around with Pepsi this week? Um, it's been fun. I got here some Pepsi uh, Wild Cherry with me. This is actually my favorite drink. When I hop on the game, this is my this is my go to drink while I'm gaming. But uh, I'm having an event. I'll be outside the Horseshoe on Saturday between two thirty and four. Sip City Secrets is what we got going on. So we got everybody to come out. Uh, I'll be out there hanging out for a little while. But then uh, come share your – we want everybody to come confess your secrets. Uh, and we're going to have a big <laughs> – Pepsi has a big uh, larger-than-life uh, Pepsi vault that all the secrets are going to go into. So they're going to be safe. And they're going to be written on uh, in invisible ink. So you can let your secret out. Okay. Confess, confess okay. your secret. And don't worry. We'll put it in the vault. Nobody will know. We just want you to clear your conscience. Uh, but then when you when you confess your secret and you uh, come give us your secret, you'll get a code and a chance to win some Pepsi gear and some most of some gear for the Super Bowl so and I'll be out there hopefully maybe if you want to challenge me in rock paper scissors and I think I'm pretty good so if you'd like to we could do that as well okay hold on before I let you go do you have secrets to rock paper scissors I'm not gonna say them. okay all right you do that's that's my secret it's going in the vault that's what's going in the vault he's Puka Nakua thank you so much Puka of course great to catch up with Puka Nakua yesterday coming up next we're gonna talk to Ben Brown but first the biggest big game bash is back Sunday best place to watch the game is at the downtown Las Vegas event center it's going to be the ultimate game day experience massive screen with stadium sounds great way to watch it it's a free event it's also a 21 and over event doors are going to open up at 11 a.m. on Sunday so plenty of time early before the game there's going to be food vendors from all over the valley including Birria Brothers Milkshake Wasted Custom Pizza Truck and more there are private man caves and tables available for reservation at dlvec.com so head to dlvec.com for that and more information again free event 21 and over event biggest big game bash at the downtown Las Vegas event center also Circa squares. You don't have to get stuck with whatever random squares you pull in your office pool or if you do it with friends and family, you can pick your own squares, your own numbers with Circa squares. Each box has a uh, different odd set to it. You pick whichever ones you want. That way you're in control of it. It's Circa squares. It's the biggest big game bash. Coming up next, Ben Brown. Also, quick notes. We're going to try to give away $300 later in the show. Uh, Dollar Loan Center, it's our uh, Friday football frenzy. We're back for one more week, so stay tuned. Uh, A little bit later this hour, you'll find out how you could win $300. He does data stuff. Some even call him a scientist. Let's catch up with Pinnacle's Ben Brown to see what he's betting on today. We are at Radio Row inside the Mandalay Bay. Joining us now is Ben Brown. Good morning, Ben. Hey, Ben. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Friday. I hope you're enjoying Radio Row. Yeah, well, it's almost over, which I uh, think is a good thing for us. You love to see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously Sumer sent a couple people down there. Thomas Dimitrov was there, Eric Eager for a few days. But, like, they said the same thing. Monday through Wednesday was good, but... Uh, you know, a few more days in Vegas, especially at this point in time, is a tough get for anybody out there. <laughs> All right, Ben, here's here's what we got to know. It's the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll tell you this. It's the one time of year I act like Danny and place way too many stupid bets. But I want to know, what are what are your favorite bets for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I, I don't mind a few long shots. Obviously, there's some parlays floating around. To me... I'm I'm really intrigued, of course, with the Chiefs side of things. Obviously, we've discussed this all year, but in some ways, I do think they are the better team compared to San Francisco. I do think they win. Uh, to me, I do think it's going to be some sort of 
deep shot, I would say, to like Justin Watson or Marcus Valdez-Scantling. So one of those two guys, I would say, to lead the, lead the Super Bowl in receiving yards, I think is a really intriguing bet. I would say one of those two leading it probably happens closer to like 15 to 1. I think one of them's priced at 25 to 1, the other 35 to 1. So I think if you're looking for like a long shot play, one of those two guys to get a deep shot uh, and potentially lead the, the game in receiving yards, I think is a very intriguing bet. But yeah, overall, I, I like some things from the Chiefs side of things, like playing some unders on the 49ers, uh, and very much kind of think that's how the game script plays out. You know, every guest we've had on this week and uh, talking to people off, off air, Say the exact same thing. Well, I like San Francisco, but you can't bet against Mahomes. I mean, it's, it's everyone who says that. Is that you too? I mean, when you decide on the Chiefs, you just there's just the Mahomes factor. Yeah, I mean, I, I think defensively the 49ers are also just a little bit overvalued. Obviously, really easy regular season schedule that they, I would say, in a lot for all intents and purposes, didn't necessarily completely shine out uh, against. But I also think where the 49ers have been successful offensively are in a lot of ways the strengths of the Chiefs defense, primarily, you know, the yards after catch uh, ability from the 49ers offensive skill position players. Like, that's very much going to be the focal point for the Chiefs. I do think that, you know, in a lot of ways, Brock Purdy is going to have to beat Kansas City's defense. I'm just not quite sure that's going to happen consistently enough or at, or enough big plays, I would say, happen from the 49ers side of things to keep pace. But, yeah, when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, there's obviously this idea of, you know, the, the greatest that's playing the position right now at the game's most impactful position. I do think in some ways, you know, quantifying that sort of outlier is really difficult, and that's the reason why I do think in some ways you see more of the general public kind of move in that direction because it does seem like, you know, even over in, in prior decades and seasons, like those sorts of guys at the top of the position have carried an, an outsized impact on the spread and very much maybe haven't been priced really well from the, you know a, a, a bookmaker's sort of view, and I very much think that's probably the causal point uh, for why people are kind of gravitating towards Patrick Mahomes in this particular instance. Uh, you said you like some unders on some 49ers. What what unders do you like the most for San Francisco? Yeah, I you know going back to it, I do think that the yards after catch is going to be you know a focal point of the speed signal, the defense. So to me, you know a guy like Debo Samuel under 21.5 longest reception, like. I, I, I don't see that really happening from an underneath or a screen type setup. So to me, he's going to have to be the guy that kind of hits on one or two of those deep shots. And I very much think that you know, outside of McCaffrey, out of the backfield, like he will be the focal point for the forty for the for the Chiefs defense. So I think other guys are going to have to beat Kansas City. And I do think Debo Samuel in particular going under uh, is kind of the correct approach to play that sort of mindset. Do you have any MVP plays that you like? I mean, I do think, you know, and I know we talked about some of the awards markets, and we probably don't want to get into the travesty that that was coming out of last night. But <laughs> I do think in some ways there's going to be, you know, maybe a, there could be a little bit of a pushback from, like, the quarterbacks dominating the award. So I do think there is a case to be made for, you know, an impact skill position player potentially winning it, especially if, you know, the, the 49ers do end up emerging victorious. Maybe that would be Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't played a ton in this particular market because it does seem like, you know, if, if you want to play, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy, like there are probably other instances where there's probably more value approaching that from a different angle. But I, I do think that this could actually be the year where we see a non-quarterback win it. And, and maybe if you have an individual angle on a certain player or, or, or type of game script, uh, you could definitely profit on taking one of those longer shots in the MVP market. Is it pretty obvious that if Travis Kelsey has a huge game, only Taylor Swift will win him the award? 
<laughs> I think so, but that's you know that could be part of the narrative. To me, I, I do think you know outside of the, some of the deep shots I discussed with Watson and MVS, like I do think Rasheed Rice is set up for uh, a dominant type of performance. So he could be you know an under the radar MVP candidate. But I do think you know from the Chiefs side of things, it's going to be really hard with the way that they distribute the football for any one guy to dominate enough and they win and it not be Patrick Mahomes. So I do think if you want to go non quarterback. Uh, very much, I would say, probably look to the, the the 49ers side of things as opposed to the Chiefs for sure. Uh, do you like anything for the total, whether it's the full game or first half or a team total? Yeah, I, I do think first half uh, under is kind of the correct look in a lot of ways. Obviously, the game it just has a completely different flow to it. Uh, we have seen the Chiefs be successful in kind of that opening game script, but have settled for a lot of field goals. So I, I think earlier on in the week, like this is a spot that I bet, but I do think like the field goal first drive for the Chiefs at like plus 330 is kind of an interesting look. It also seems like they are they have been much more methodical in moving the chains of those early scripted play sets. So I think overall, we see the clock kind of run. We see the game kind of, I would say, play at a much slower pace than what we're kind of expecting. And I do think that definitely, you know, caters to a first half under. And, and then we kind of see maybe a, a little bit more of like guys loosening up at halftime and coming out. And I think we see some quality football and those sorts of things more towards in the second half than the first half. So I do think under first half is is definitely like the correct look in the spot that I definitely like coming up here on Sunday. All right, which awards were you annoyed with last night? I guess all of them. In a way. I mean, I guess we were right on the comeback player of the year not being DeMar Hamlin, which I think was the you know the correct read on it. But um, And I do get Lamar Jackson. To me, I think the big disconnect was, you know, and, and this sounds weird with me saying it, you know, kind of being lower on the 49ers just in general, but I do think one of – you know, Kyle Shanahan or Brock Purdy very much should have won MVP or Coach of the Year. And the fact that they were so distant, I would say, uh, in both those awards, it's it's a weird situation. And I'm not quite sure, you know, what what value characteristic people are really holding dear to. But it does seem like, in particular, like the MVP discussion is more so, you know, what 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 quarterback are we not sick of that was kind of this like, you know, you know, got the first overall buy and maybe impacted a few games down the stretch. But I don't think that necessarily fully encompasses, you know, what the MVP award should actually be, in my opinion. So I think overall, you know, a, 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 a change or a look at how these are actually structured would be uh, paramount to, you know, the NFL actually building out this product, I would say. Were you as excited as everyone to see Prince Harry? <laughs> uh, I guess so, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's uh, it was yeah, a surprise. That is, that is an interesting one. But yeah, there's tons of tons of quality people at the Super Bowl this week. I feel like I missed out, unfortunately. So uh, I did want to ask you one thing else because you are on the Chiefs winning this game. What do you do? Are you betting Mahomes yards or touchdowns? Like, is part of it, hey, the Chiefs are going to win this game, so they might not throw it as much as they usually would? Like, what do you do with Mahomes if you're even betting on his props? Yeah, I, I, I honestly, like, uh, I do think it is a really good question to me. You know, I do think the the, the the 49ers are in an interesting spot because, you know, the Chiefs have really, I would say, taken advantage of a lot of, like, zone-heavy type coverages. Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey in particular can absolutely, I would say, take advantage of those situations. And the talk has been, you know, do, do the 49ers convert to more of a man coverage type look? That unfortunately kind of forces them to 
at least leave Patrick Holmes capable of, of scrambling in a lot of situations or another guy in the box to potentially spy him. To me, I do think we are going to see Mahomes move it quite a bit with his legs. And if they are playing from ahead, I do think that is even more of an opportunity. So him to go, you know, over his, you know, rushing yardage prop is a really intriguing bet. Him to maybe hit on some like alt numbers of like over 40 yards, I think as well. Cause I do think, you know, the, the, the biggest counterpoint they can have to the 49ers front four is Mahomes running. And I do think we're going to see quite a bit of that, uh, especially if they are playing from ahead and still asking him to kind of drop back. So to me, him going over like 40 plus rushing yards at like plus 255 is a pretty decent look uh, given the characteristics for how the 49ers are probably going to approach stopping him. The worst part of this, Ben, is it means we're like one week away from you and Danny rambling on about the CFL or whatever that WNBA is. UFL. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get it, Ben. It goes from glory to zero here pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to give Danny props. You guys got a lot of good guests. I mean, this is an impressive lineup here outside of me, basically. So uh, <laughs> I like what you guys have done with the show this week for sure. Ben, you are our most special guest of the week, no doubt about it. Uh, He is Ben Brown from Pinnacle, Ben, as always. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. So there is Ben Brown uh, from Pinnacle. He's all over the Chiefs like everyone. We haven't – have we – had one person on this week to pick the 49 I don't think we have. Jared's raising Jared's his hand, raising but Jared has not been on the show. So, no, But he's, uh, you know, uh, he yelled at the show one time from far right. away. But, yeah, I don't think we've had somebody. Jared's also a Chiefs fan, so he's doing that thing you oh, do. The, the, the opposite. Where you're the like, opposite. oh, I'm a Cowboys yeah. fan, but they're going to lose. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. Jared's doing. So that doesn't even count. I don't think we've had one person who I said. I don't think we had one person pick the Niners. Nine, I, I got to go bet all of my money on the Niners. On the Niners? Yeah, I got to. Forget the props? Yeah, I got to. I got to go do that. I can't get my money back on the props, though. I already made those bets yesterday. Oh, so, did you? Yeah. We'll get to that. 9.15, me and Danny are yelling at each other about props. Yeah. All right. We got $300 we need to give away thanks to Dollar Loan Center, where your first loan in 2024 is free. Here's how this is going to work because we got to do it. It's the last weekend uh, with football. We're giving it away. We're going to take a caller right now, and that caller is going to just get to pick the winner. Chiefs, Niners, correctly pick the winner. You get 300 bucks. We're also going to take the next caller after that who's just going to get the leftover team. So caller one takes the Chiefs, leftovers, 49ers go to the next caller. Somebody's winning $300. So 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We're going to do caller number six is going to come on air and make a pick with us. Caller number seven is going to get the leftover team. So 702-364-1100. Caller number six gets to pick. Caller number seven gets the leftover team. 702-364-1100. I am so proud, so proud of everything that Dan Campbell and the Pride accomplished this season. The last time the Lions were this good was 1991. And back then, Eminem was just a candy. I still had hair. And Jerry Jones was a spry 81 years old. Young, he was a youngin'. You're on the elevator up to the press box with Graney and Bischoff. It is the final Friday football frenzy of the season. Thanks to Dollar Loan Center, where your first loan is free in 2024. Here's what we're doing. We got 300 bucks we got to give away. So we've got Bernard on the line. Bernard is going to make a pick. Just the winner of 49ers and Chiefs. 
If Bernard gets it wrong, then Will is the backup caller, and Will will get the leftover team. So, Bernard, all you got to do is let us know. Do you think the Chiefs or the 49ers are winning the Super Bowl? Well, today is my daughter's birthday, so I'm going to let her pick. Who do you pick? Chiefs. I guess we're going with the Chiefs. All right. right. That's Thank good. You, that is good, daughter. Bernard. So Bernard and, and her daughter and his daughter. Uh it's her birthday. They've got the Chiefs. Chiefs yeah. win. You're getting three hundred dollars, Bernard. You gotta give that to her, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's her birthday, yeah, Bernard. It's her, yeah, it's her money. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so thank you, Bernard. Uh if the 49ers win, Will is gonna take home that three hundred dollars. Will is the backup caller. Good luck, there. Will. So good luck, Bernard. Bernard and his daughter have the Chiefs. Will has the 49ers. Now we got some interesting news this week um, that we haven't gotten to yet, and it's from ESPN and Turner and Fox. The three of them are partnering to launch a streaming service, yeah. and according to their release, you subscribe to this, you're going to get ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPN News, ABC, Fox, FS1, FS2, Big Ten Network, TNT, TBS, True TV, and ESPN+. Plus. How much is this going to cost? That is the first question here. Uh, because that is three of the main broadcast partners of our sports, our sports in America. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's not all of them, though. Right? Right. You, if you want to watch all sports, you still got to have CBS in here, Network. NBC in here. Yep. Like, that is definitely not everything. You got to watch San Jose State. <laughs> but it is a big chunk. Uh, that's a lot of channels. Yeah. Um, like, right now, I think... Uh, if you just bought ESPN Plus on its own, I think it's still nine ninety nine. Right. Now they bundle it with Disney Plus and Hulu Plus, so most people I think have that. You as do those? To, yeah, I have both. I think it's fifteen ninety nine, and to get all three of them right now. Um, but this gives you all of what ESPN Plus would give you, plus all of all those Fox, other channels, all of the big or all of uh, Turner, which is TNT, TBS, and True TV. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what this is. Also. This this is just cable. Yeah, this is this is exactly this, what cable is. This is what this is what uh, we pay on my Directv bill yeah. three hundred and something dollars a month. Like this is people have joked about this, but the whole idea of streaming sounded great because cable bills or Directv bills were so high, and you're paying yes, for channels yes, you don't I'm paying watch. Paying for a lot of channels, right? You pay for stuff you don't watch. There's, right. I mean, I'd guess ninety percent of the channels on Directv that I pay for, I've never even turned right. to. So you pay for a lot of stuff you don't watch and all of that. And so streaming was this: okay, you just buy the channel you want, but then everybody has their own streaming service, and all of them cost you know nine ninety nine a month or more. And you end up with, all right, well, now I've, I've got four, five, six, seven of these, and it's, okay, now I'm paying, what, wait a minute, I'm about to start paying more than I was for cable or more than right. I was for DirecTV. And now we're kind of already reversing on that and having some of these companies come out and say, all right, well, let's bundle this back together. Let's bundle our stuff back together and charge a price here. I still would go with the cable it's, it's, if I, made, if I made, had to make a choice right now. It is by far the easiest way direct tv is by far the easiest right. way to watch like sports, sports and all these that channels. i want to watch yeah, yeah. Exactly. if you if you only care about one sport or one team then it can be a lot easier to find that and figure it out but like i want to or in some regards have to it's my job like i want to watch the nba the nfl major league baseball hockey Right, I want to watch soccer, whether it's in England, whether it's here, whether it's international soccer. I want to watch college sports, and the easiest way to do that is someone like Directv is or Directv your cable provider. Now, 
I still have to have other things, and I've complained about it before, right? I still have to have Peacock. I still have to buy MLB.tv to watch the Astros and all that stuff. But the easiest way to get the majority of sports is still it's, through DirecTV or yeah. your cable provider. And Well, the I don't think I would do this because I have DirecTV, and like you said, it's the easiest way to watch sports. But it will be fascinating to see yeah. how much they charge for this. I mean, I have all of these. All these channels they we listed have. off, I, I yeah, currently exactly. have. So there would be no point in me buying this because, the again, the other problem is is if you're a sports fan and you buy this, you're still going to have to buy cable. Right. Exactly. You're still because you yeah. don't get CBS. You right. don't get you know CBS, CBS Sports, sports Network. Net, Network. Right. You don't get a lot of the stuff. You don't get NBC. So you still have to buy cable or something else even if you got this. What would be great is if all of the channels that broadcasted sports got together and said, hey, we'll bundle all of this. It's going to be way cheaper than your cable bill because you're not paying for, you know, the sci-fi network right. or the game that, show things, network. Things that we don't want. Right, things that I don't care about. That would be great, but is that going to happen? I doubt it. I doubt we ever get to a point where all of the channels that have sports say, all right, we're bundling right. together and putting it out there. That would be the ideal situation, but I don't think that happens. So we're just getting a very limited version of cable that doesn't even give you everything. I mean, you get this, you can't watch, you know, half the NFL games on a weekend. Because well, you, don't you, can't, have, you can't watch a lot of the NCAA tournament games yeah. on CBS. Yeah. You do get TNT, TBS, and True you TV, do. though. You do. But so yeah. you'll, see, you'll see some of them or a lot right. of them. Right. But you won't get a lot of stuff. So this is kind of pointless at the end of the day. Like, I, I don't know who signs up for this. I don't know who pays for it. Yeah. Like, you're going to be, I, I guess if it's really cheap, they'll probably do what most streaming services do, and it'll be like, ah, it's four ninety nine to start. And then right. after six months, all right, we're charging eight ninety nine. And then after three years, you're like, wait a minute, why is this seventeen ninety nine? What happened here? That would be my guess, but we'll see. I don't expect it to be too popular, just because I think most people that want to watch these channels already have these channels. Yes. So we'll see what they end up doing overall. But uh, uh, I interesting thing for ESPN Turner and Fox. That's probably the more interesting part is that it's three competitors. Joining together, but they some didn't way. get CBS and they didn't get NBC to come with them. Right, so we'll see what they end up doing ultimately there. Because um, we need CBS Sports Network for those Mountain West games. We have to have it. We have to. It's have like that. the most brutal. I need. I need the Mountain West to get a yes. partnership away from CBS Sports Network so badly. You have CBS Sports. I Network. do have it, but yeah, it's just like of all, like YouTube TV and all that stuff. All the like alternates to cable that are streaming services where you get almost all the channels. CBS Sports Network is like the one they never have. Right. They like right. never right. have it. Exactly. And you're like, okay, well, I, I, I got to add that. You and Obi's going to play 16 basketball games on right. this channel every year. So, CBS Sports Network. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. At least they're on CBS like once or twice a year now. Two years yeah, in a they row they've CB- played. They, yeah, they played San Diego State. And- they've lost both years in a row on it, but Mountain West gets their championship games on CBS, too. Yeah. So, good for them. Every year. Yeah, good good for the live, conference. Live from the Thomas and Mac. As long as they're still uh, Division One football, they'll keep getting that. But, you know, <laughs> well, five years we'll from see, now. We'll see what happens with gonna that. Be, there's going to be 50 teams <laughs> that are D1, and that's it.